0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 175, going live for patrons on February 1st, 2021, February 3rd, for everyone else. My name's Steven, spelled with A. P-H-N-A, so you'd think it's Stefan, but it's actually Stephen. Joining me, of course, the other main dude behind CanadianGameDevs.com, Steve, which is Steven, P-H-E, but we say Steve because Steven and Steve makes it less confusing. Isn't that right, Steve? A little bit, yeah. Game Stonk? Game Stonk, man. It's so funny just how everything's happened this past week like they're making a movie there's two movies now steve since that one i shared with you in discord earlier another studio has optioned a movie about the GameStop stock
1: makes that makes me hate it even more but the memes have been some of the best memes we've ever seen
0: yes (laughs) it's it's good content and if nothing else it can be stupid it can be a miserable story it can be (laughs) exposing all the terrible ways our world works but it's funny. And you know what? That's what counts.
1: I have, I have no problem with uh, hedge fund millionaires or whatever losing money. I'm They're tired not going lose
0: money. Like three of them have already been bailed out, and the SEC is going to change the rules so poor people can't buy stocks. And like It's it's going to just end sadly, but until then, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cash, so cash strong. money
1: at CanadianGamingDos.com is officially up, by the way.
0: Yes. We are in... Order to be more official in 2021 as we've incorporated, we now have an actual PayPal set up uh, for job postings and patron money. That wasn't just Steve's Gmail. So <laughs> it is cash money at Canadian Game if you want to send us cash andor money. <laughs> uh, Steve, as you know, dot Devs.com is of course supported by our amazing patrons over on slash Canadian Game Devs. If you back us there, you get two day early access to the podcast. Game key giveaways, discounts for Canadian gaming events that used to happen like EGLX. Just kidding, they still happen digitally. Shoutouts at the end of every episode, and the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on covering the Canadian game dev scene. And Steve, if you back us at our highest tier, we will plug anything you want. Project, portfolio, other podcasts, within reason of course, on the site at the front of every episode. Like Eric Beer, our number one patron up at the top there. Please... Go check out all of Eric's work at the the Bot Book, thebotbook.com. See what they're doing. See if there's anything you want to do with them. See if there's anything that uh, you want to check out. Maybe, I don't know. I haven't been there in a while. Is there games for purchase on there? I should check. Mm. Yeah, there's games for purchase on here. Buy a game. And uh, support our dear patron, Eric. Uh, also, you should support all the indigenous movements that are ongoing across... This land. Landback Lane is doing a drive right now to get uh, winter supplies for their land defenders camp in Ontario. The Wet'suwet'en are still fighting the oil pipeline that is being railroaded across their land in British Columbia, northern area. And the Micmac out here, despite deciding not to fish this past lobster season because of everyone trying to kill them, is still accepting um, support to hopefully get their moderate. Modest, sorry. It's a modest fishing uh, livelihood off the ground. And I think you should support them. Buy some of their lobsters, too. <sighs> what else, Steve? What else, Steve? You should watch Night of the Indigenous Devs. It's on YouTube. Um, and, yeah, that's it for plugs. Mm-hmm. Steve, talk to me about yep. these jobs we're advertising on our site.
1: Yeah, so they're not on the site just yet, but by the time this goes live for everyone, should be. Um So I'm just pulling up the site. So PopReach, uh, who I believe, they look like they're in Vancouver. Mm. Um, They're hiring for a few roles. I'm not sure which one specifically they'll want to advertise on the site. But lead artist, customer support representative, uh, senior designer for live games, a DevOps engineer. That one's actually in Toronto. Lead programmer in Vancouver and a user acquisition manager. PopReach. I mean, I I didn't actually... They look like they do like mobile phone games.
0: West Coast, Best Coast.
1: There you go. Except for that one Toronto role, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, Sago Mini here in Toronto is hiring data engineer, senior Unity game developer, senior Unity developer lead, talent acquisition manager, and Unity game developer. So if you know Unity
0: <laughs> in games
1: at, var- at various levels, <laughs> there might be a role for you at Sago Mini. So that's uh, SagoMini.com. They do child app stuff uh and then popreach.com and it looks like they do mobile games as well so check those out but they'll be on the site most likely by the time you're listening to this but if not you can just go to popreach.com or sagomini.com awesome
0: events i want to plug if you're listening to this <laughs> the the minute it goes live on wednesday <laughs> for everyone you have 29 minutes actually probably looking at the recording you have twenty four minutes before Game Breakfast Audio <laughs> Club. Uh, if you're a patron listening on Monday, uh, you have two days, twelve hours. Oh, I'm just wasting everyone else's time. Anyway, Game Breakfast Audio Club, February third, nine thirty a.m. Check out their Discord. They hang out, talk games, eat their coffee, drink their breakfast. Nope, the reverse of that. Uh, Unity Club by Dames Making Games in Toronto is happening February eighth, the Monday. Uh, and you can hang out, show your Unity projects, listen to other people, talk about their Unity projects, ask questions, be a part of the community. Dirty Rectangles will be back Wednesday, February 10th at 8pm Eastern on twitch.tv slash dirtyrectangles. And if you're not a member of Dames Making Games Toronto, you got time to sign up before their annual general meeting at the end of the month on February 27th. Uh, You can check those out, dmg.to, all the other events, games, or sorry, canadiengamedoves.com slash events and they're in the show notes. All these stuff is in the show notes. Always there, consult uh, the show notes, wasn't there,
1: Steve. Wasn't there a game jam or was that, did that just happen? Global, global game jam game was jam? this past
0: weekend. Uh, I oh. put out a call on Twitter for people to, you know, share, share your project, uh, with us. And I don't know, I, I always like seeing what people make and we yeah, got a bunch of people liked it and retweeted it already. So maybe someone will share their game, global game jam project with us. There were four or five locations out here, um, on in Nova Scotia. I'm in the, uh, oh, what's the actual name of it? Atlantic Canada Game Devs is an organization out here that, uh, Mm -hmm. organized a bunch of, um, locations and, and, uh, yeah, Um, I'm interested to see little things that come out. Usually like I go to their site, Global Game Jam, and just like sort by the top rated and check them out. It's kind of like an itch.io game jam. If you've done one of those, you can like filter by most liked, most commented. I don't know if they pick a winner it's not competitive i'm not sure actually but Mm. yeah yeah interesting cool all right steve i want to start the news with a big one this past week as a lot of listeners know steve and i were incredibly excited about um season the next project from scavenger studio but reported in gameindustry.biz this past week was a pretty scathing and all unfortunately all too familiar report of incredibly gross and toxic abuse at the studio um, verified by several current and former developers. And actually when we tweeted about it, I had people DMing us saying like, thanks for talking about this. I haven't been able to talk about it. I know it was going on and it's cool to see, or it's important to see people standing up for that. So I'm I'm all too comfortable saying, I, I pretty much believe these allegations and, um, I believe the survivors came forward to talk about the pretty horrific abuse they endured um, up until very recently too. Like it it seems that while they leadership was made aware of it in 2019, the abusers stayed in their positions and it doesn't look like anything changed. Um, Since this article has been published though, scavenger studio has released a statement. Um, I guess I'll try and synopsize. Is that the correct word? Steve? Summarize?
1: Summarize? I think you would just say summarize.
0: Summarize. Uh, creative director Simon Darvaux, uh, former founder of Spearhead Games, uh, before that uh, lead designer at Ubisoft, and his romantic partner at the time of the studio's founding, the CEO, Emile LaMarche, uh, both accused of facilitating a very hostile work environment for the women who worked there, including groping, um, pretty sexually explicit comments made regularly at work, belittling them in meetings, talking down to them when they had ideas for the projects, including season. And yeah, it's pretty garbage. And Steve and I are both, you know, super against garbage workplaces, treating people badly <laughs> um, since then. So that report was published by uh, Game Industry Up is Monday, January 25th on the 27th of January. They put out their own statement saying Darvo is indefinitely suspended from all responsibilities within the company and from the board of directors. An external auditing firm is connecting an independent workplace assessment and audit of the culture and practices. Uh, Daisy Lily Best, current director of operation, is now the chief operating officer. And uh, Emile Lamarche has stepped down from her role as chief executive for the duration of the audit but will remain available to support the studio's normal course of business. So we'll see how this audit goes. When Ubisoft did a similar external audit last year, they found roughly 25% of their, whatever, 20,000 developers didn't feel comfortable or respected at work, which is like, what, one in four, one in five? Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously this is a much smaller studio, and I think it's easier to turn a ship this small compared to like a massive studio like Ubisoft. So, cautious cautiously looking towards the results of this audit, but until further notice, Steve, you and I are done covering season and their work. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I
1: don't really have anything else to add other than just really fucking disappointing to keep having to talk about shit like this. (laughs) (laughs) So Much rather... Businesses just get bought up by Tencent, <laughs> and then,
0: then good segue, stuff. Steve. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: So our next bit of news today: Tencent has required a minority stake in the French-based developer Don't Nod, who last year we reported opened a studio in Montreal to assist on uh, several of their projects. They ramped up. Uh, Don't Nod, famous for Life is Strange, I think was their huge hit. Uh, but since then, they've done uh, Vampire and uh, what was the other one? Uh, Tell Me Why, and Um, yeah, the studio is only recently a Canadian, uh, has a Canadian presence, but is now (laughs) another studio like Clay and Digital Extremes who are in the hungry Tencent gobbling up spree. Um, Minority stake uh, as opposed to majority stake that Tencent has in Clay and Digital Extremes. I think means you know you just get money back based on their success right you're not like sort of directing the
1: Yeah um, I mean you would
0: have
1: voting power or whatever when it comes to decisions but you wouldn't have a you wouldn't have a say you could re- you could, it's like a minority government you can like say what you want to do but it's really up to to like the majority owners to say some now if there is a bunch it depends on their structure if they have you know, if there is no real kind of person who has fifty one percent, then you got to have a bunch of people who kind of agree and, and work together. Like, if Tencent owns say twenty five percent, and then this, you know, one person like the co founders own twenty five percent, and then the rest is like kind of divvied up between other board members, mm-hmm. um, then that kind of complicates things. But if there's like, if there's someone, if there's like a someone or a group of people or whatever that just control fifty one percent or more. Mm-hmm then yeah then they basically just listen to tencent if they don't like what tencent's saying then they're just like well fuck you here's your money (laughs) (laughs) and they'll be like okay i guess that's fine so
0: big plays from tencent steve back to back Mm -hmm. end of december warframe two weeks ago clay this week don't nod tomorrow who knows yeah us maybe us maybe wink wink (laughs) uh Ping, i know you listen um I got a bunch of games, got release dates coming out, Steve. Undermine, game you were fond of last year, mm-hmm. uh, partly developed by a uh, Vancouver um, f- developer, is coming to Switch Thursday, February 11th. Uh, the store goes live on the 4th, and I think there's a discount uh, pre-order bonus thing. Um, so if you checked out Undermine on Game Pass, and you're like, hey, I wish I could play this more easily while on the toilet, good news. <laughs> coming to switch they announced the tweet with we're celebrating our 1000th how about switch email by actually releasing on the switch
1: yeah i remember checking their twitter and everyone was asking them (laughs) to port it on switch or whatever but
0: flip the switch switch
1: um that's cool undermine i I really enjoyed undermine um it's uh it's definitely cute and, and a good fit for switch um I don't know. I I always wonder how these games do, though, when they're on Game Pass. It's it's the barrier to entry is so easy. Mm -hmm. And even, like, because Game Pass is on PC, and this was on PC. I didn't even play it on Xbox. I played it on PC. I don't know. I wonder, like, how it will sell, because, like, it's still on Game Pass. Mm -hmm. I always wonder that about, like, like Spirit Fair and all these other games that kind of come out day and date, and they're on Game Pass. I wonder, like, how... I don't know. They must get, like hopefully like i wonder like how much money they get from game pass is basically what i'm trying
0: to
2: mm-hmm.
0: see here but the at least in 2017 2018 indie devs were pretty um transparent that like their game performs significantly better on switch than other platforms so mm. um i don't know if that's kept up now that the eShop's kind of like a shovel shovelware dump but uh there's so
1: much shit on that system <laughs> it's, it's cool. Cr- it's fucking nuts man
0: it's a lot, Steve. But uh, yeah, so check out Undermine. Uh, this Thursday, it'll be up on the shop for your pre-ordering purposes. Cool. Br- network online, Steve, uh, after having their very last beta, or I guess alpha, I don't know, uh, last week, they are announcing their early access date, February 16th. You can get it on Switch. They won uh, Ubisoft's Indie Fund Award several years ago. Um, and have been steadily building a a super passionate and cool uh, community across Twitter and in their Discord. Gloam is the studio, um, based in Toronto and with a couple other people around. Uh, Yeah, they won the Indie Series Grand Prize in 2019, uh, Indie Mega Booth, PAX West, official selection. Big, big cred on that page. Um, The Ubisoft Indie Series has been just picking some real gems, Steven. Like, the Pico game, um, Star Renegades, uh, Bravy Network Online. So, yeah, I, I see that little laurel on the bottom like, ooh, want to check this out. Mm-hmm. It's an online game, Steve, turn-based tactic JRPG. Uh, They say they're going early access, so uh, because of having that online PvP component, they'd like to see how it grows and matures over time. With back and forth we have with our players, Preview Network is already a fully playable and deep set of mechanics, but the real fun is going to be with each update and change that comes seeing how players battle with one another. We know the game can't be called fully done without players really pushing the limits of its design. They want to be in early access until February 2022. So a year. A year, yeah. Uh yeah. Uh, Sorry, did you say it's coming to Switch as well? Ooh, I don't think so. I think just oh. s- just uh, Steam at the moment.
1: Oh, okay, I mean, yeah, maybe, I think you're right. I I thought I heard you. Maybe I was just confusing myself. But um, I love the style of this game. It's so cool. Right? It's so oh, it's so cool. Like it oh, just. Oh man. But I'm I'll I'll cop this or I'll uh. This is one of the
0: read? very first wish list this ever. Wait, is it really? If I go back, let me let me find it. Cause I remember, I think Sebastian was on that episode with (laughs) Dell, and yeah, we did this on Wish List this uh, November twenty fourth, (laughs) twenty nineteen.
1: November twenty fourth, really?
0: Yeah, way back. It was like the the first one. No, that was the first official Wish List. This was it, really? Yeah. (laughs) oh <laughs> this was it full year and two months later from when uh, i made you put it to your wish list we got a release date <laughs> that's awesome oh yeah make friends challenge strangers and fight strategic turn-based battles in a post-apocalyptic world i don't know if i was on that show because i don't have it on my wish list i just had no it way that means it must have been Dell and sebastian with me which is why it's not on your wish list did you say you just added it i just added it okay okay you know what that means (laughs) bring (laughs) um i'll be interested to see
1: how much it it is how much yeah because the thing i guess just with like early access like when you buy a game that's released now, obviously, there's exceptions to this
2: mm-hmm.
1: You're like this is the full product like you're getting, so you know like typically how much game there is in there. obviously, there's games that are like two hours long that you didn't know or whatever, but with early access, I guess there's not like a I just want to know how much stuff is in here, mm. Mm-hmm on February 16th versus, cause a year seems like a long time. I feel like it's usually a bit shorter, but I guess it's kind of, I guess there's just not really rules around the early access. They're just like, all right, this game is now out in early access and there's no like, it's not like steam says, okay, you have four months, six months, eight months. What's They're just like, okay, whatever, whatever you think your fans will want.
0: Yeah. Fortnite came to consoles when it was still early access on PC. And everyone's was like, is this early access on consoles? And they're like, eh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like whatever it's Fortnite. <laughs> there's no rules
1: yeah so i'm excited to pick this up i just i, I would need to look into it i just want to see like how much there how much there is but you mm-hmm. know steam i don't really i don't really play that many steam games no. but i still am excited for this this is looking good you know what the steam page has too steven as gifts Has gifts well actually it has a gif
0: as well. motherfucking gif steve <laughs> good stuff uh Another bit of news, Steve. The game I've been working on, Sentience, we decided to go Early Access. There you go. It's coming out February 25th on Steam. Uh, We're doing the um, big, uh, oh, what's that big Steam event this week? You know how they do, like, the demo weeks? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of those. I should. I should know. I'm not doing the marketing stuff anymore. Um, That's fair. The... (laughs) That event is running this week, and there'll be a bunch of demos up. A bunch of other games are doing it. Echo Generation is bringing their demo back and such. Um, so we're putting up our, our super polished first two-level demo for Sentience. Um, not testing the multiplayer yet because um, we're still working on some stuff there, but you'll be able to play versus the AI. Um, and I'll be tweeting about that because, you know, you got people to try it. Let me know what you think. And yeah, so we're excited about that. Um, I'm super nervous, Steve. That game's it's coming in hot. It's a lot of work, and uh, games are hard.
1: Games are hard. I'm oh, excited man. for you though. February
0: 25th. February 25th. Early access. <coughs> are um, you going to stream it? You should. You should stream it. I should. Yeah, I should stream it. there yeah, you go. Know. I've played way too much of this demo, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll stream
1: it then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't. I do want to see what you think actually. What, yeah. We'll what get day it of it on... the week is the 25th? Thursday? Okay. We'll try. We could do a Thursday stream.
1: Book it. Well, I'm, I was just seeing what day of the week February 25th is.
0: Oh, you could play the demo this weekend on a stream.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: During the event this week.
1: Oh, that's what... Oh, sorry. That's the AI thing. It's February 25th? Yeah, yeah. February 25th Wait?
0: is the, the day it launches in early access, and we're doing a demo this week as part of the Steam uh, Spring... <clears throat> no, Winter like Game Festival. Game Festival, that's what it's called.
1: On February 25th,
0: will it have online yes that's when it's oh okay i see right.
1: okay i i got a little confused there i'm good i'm good now okay i'm good
0: well uh i'll, I'll get you to play it on stream and, and hang out and see what you think
1: all right let's do it we'll we'll work around that we'll, we'll stream
0: last bit of news this week steve ending on a higher note than we started ea has opened a new <laughs> vancouver studio to develop skate Four. the studio is being led by uh, microsoft's xbox live leader daniel mcculloch uh, what's it called full circle is the name of the studio Uh, They've brought back the former creative leads on Skate, Darren Chung and Cuz Perry, who will be working on Skate 4. EA is now hiring for several positions, but they didn't pay us, so I'm not going to plug those. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is the third EA studio they've opened in Vancouver um, in recent years. Uh, EA Vancouver to do NHL. uh, EA Respawn Vancouver to do Apex. Apex. Um, and now full circle to do skate four. So yeah, thank West coast, best coast, Steve <laughs> you uh, say
1: that as a member of the,
0: well, East coast, beast coast, West coast, best coast, having been to both coasts, the West coast of Canada is the nicest place in this country. Like it's so, so cool. So pretty. They get the best weather. They got the best sushi. They have the best sports teams and yeah, it's just where it's at. The best sports teams. Yeah, man. You got uh, that football it, team and the hockey team like share that arena there. And then they yeah, have...
1: But yeah, but you don't have the Raptors. You don't have the Blue Jays. That's true. Seattle Mariners suck. There's no... There's actually like Portland Portland Trailblazers. Actually, Portland Trailblazers. Sorry. Anyways, the point is Vancouver is pretty sweet. Um, did you play Skate?
0: No. Skate all? 3. I'm reading that Mobile Syrups article here. Skate 3 launched in 2010.
1: So hey, you were you were a wee lad.
0: Twenty ten was uh, let's see, thirteen, grade eight. <laughs> Depending on when in the year it was, either grade nine or grade
1: eight. I never played any of them. My my roommates did. I I forget which one we had like on Xbox. We had one of them, but I, and so I watched a decent amount, but I never actually played it. It looked too like frustrating. Like I liked the Tony Hawk because it wasn't arcade style, right? It was more quote, Simi, realistic, right? Yeah, yeah. So I like the Tony Hawk like arcade style, but even by that point, Tony Hawk was kind of uh, like done with. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they just did the the remaster not too long ago. Skate, I mean, but I mean, Skate Four like this thing just got announced in general like over the summer, so it's probably still like three or four years away. I got oh, probably.
0: It's weird because a lot of studios, and I recently learned like movie studios do this too, too, which is why you get. Um, movies releasing the same year that are very similar like justice league avengers and uh the prestige and the illusionist stuff like that um game studios do that a lot too like they try and figure out what other studios are working on so they can open or release something similar to that around the uh same time and sort of like um ride the coattails of its success or be the one that like wins out um So I wonder if Skate 4 is a response to Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remaster success. Um, I don't know. Mm. There's not a lot of other big skateboarding games, are there? Um, No, I mean,
1: in the late 90s, there was a lot of the, like, there was uh, Sean, what was that?
0: Sean White Snowboarding?
1: Yeah, the snowboarding. And there was even like an Xbox snowboarding. There was SSX. So there was a lot of snowboarding games. 1080.
0: I played 1080 on the 64. 1080 snowboarding
1: was great. Um, and then there was even like a surfing one, I remember. There was uh, there was the BMX. There was a bunch of BMX ones.
0: The X games were blowing up, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so like all that stuff was big then. And then sort of just like everything, it just kind of died down or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But skate? Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, I never, I never played that much skate, and even, even with Tony Hawk, I didn't really play that much Tony Hawk. I played mm-hmm. like two and four, really, are the ones that I played. Um. So, anyways, anyways, cool. well, uh, well, it's a, it's a ways away, but cool to have a Canadian studio working on it because I know like fans of that studio for a while. I think there's a, an indie game actually, like called Skate or something that's coming out. Or that there's a
0: Toronto studio that did one on Apple Arcade launch. Oh, was that was that
1: um, Skate City. Skate City, yeah, 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 that's pretty.
0: I didn't play it. Oh, Steve, I, I, I missed the news <laughs> breaking as of today. Um, but uh, Stadia announced they're closing their Montreal studio. Window oh around. yeah, that's right. That's 150 right. developers are getting laid off. So maybe I will plug those EA jobs in <laughs> Vancouver if you're listening <laughs> to this. And Stadia just laid you off new studio in Vancouver. Um, but yeah, they were um. I've, I've dug out an article from last year where they announced it, and Jade Raymond, formerly of Ubisoft and EA, was leading the studio. Interestingly, she's, like, joined and left, like, two different huge studios for a couple of years and didn't release a game there. So that's got to not feel good, I bet. Um, but also all the people who work there moved there to work for Google, and Google said they're going to, like... Uh, move people around and try and relocate them but like as uh i was reading jason's report on it and he's like a lot of the devs he talked to are like i don't want to make back-end gmail stuff like i want to make games <laughs> so you know like <laughs> yeah i
1: know yeah they're closing their game studio and then like there's not really any other things even i gotta imagine even if you want to make games and they're just like okay do you want to work on porting systems so that third parties can bring their games over they're like no
0: do you want to make a google <laughs> doodle every other month <laughs> that sucks, um, man. But they it sucks. started the the um, their statement on it started with after the amazing launch of Cyberpunk 2077 on the platform, and I was like, ah, shit.
1: <laughs> well, d- <clears throat> well, was it bug? Well, I guess I I don't even know. I like it was obviously bugged and shit on other platforms, and especially in last
0: gen. Did it work fine on Stadia? I don't actually know because it's just being strained from some supercomputer somewhere. Yeah. Maybe it was good. Maybe it was an amazing launch on Stadia. But yeah. I always read official Google state or like any PR statement because it ends with like we are committed to the, the community behind Stadia and and we will continue supplying and whatever. But um, if you're ever curious, you go to killedbygoogle.com and it's a uh, extensive list with years active for every Google project and site and service that got killed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, yeah, you just take one look at that and you're like, oh, this is all. This is all bullshit. This could disappear tomorrow. Mm, mm. Mm. Yeah, remember Streaming it. is Google plus Google glass. Dude, I'm going to, I'm going to show you right now. Kill by Google. The graveyard. They call it the Google graveyard. Uh, Google Chrome apps are being discontinued. They have like on the chopping block and like already killed. Uh, Google Chrome apps are being killed. June, 2022, um, Google Cloud Print died last year, Google Home Science Journal, Trusted Contacts, Google Play Music, Nest Secure, Hired by Google, Pass Is a, a I can scroll for a long time. Oh, uh, god, there's so
1: many, oh my god, there's so much shit on here.
0: Yeah, Google kills <laughs> stuff a lot. But um yeah, so I think Stadia could join the Google graveyard any any month now. Especially now that Amazon has announced Luna, their streaming service, and with you know significantly more resources than google and having launched like actually made amazon games now and and released them on like stadia even though those games didn't do very well i think amazon's mm-hmm. in a better position if anyone you know hits it to do the streaming stuff um have you seen any of the luna stuff steve
1: no didn't was didn't jason schreier just have a thing too about that yeah, he Yeah,
0: he had a report on why none of their games do well, because there was Crucible, and then there was one other one. And it was pretty damning. Like, the guy they brought in to direct it had never actually worked on a game before, and he was tasked mm. with this, like, multi-million dollar huge project, um, which is silly. Why um, did he
1: get the... Like, whose brother was he?
0: Like? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the service is only available in the U.S. right now, but I read some... Some people who previewed it and were like, yeah, it works. It's got um, integration with the uh, Twitch and stuff, which is big because Google is trying to integrate Stadia with Google or I'm sorry, YouTube's gaming streaming stuff. But obviously, like not as many people use that as Twitch. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's also six dollars a month annual or six dollars a month um, now. Or you can do 15 a month and get Ubisoft Plus with it, which includes all the Ubisoft games. Mm. Mm. So I think, Lo- like, if Luna does well too, I think Stadia is even more like, yeah, we give up.
1: <laughs> I, I to be, to be honest, I haven't followed Luna like at all. So
0: you're not missing much. It's not even in Canada yet, so that's fair. All right, Steve, that's it for the news. Let's move on to everyone's favorite segment: wish list. This, of course, Steve, every week, except for the very first week when you weren't here. I picked three upcoming Canadian-made games that you have to add to your wish list while we talk about them. I got three big ones this week. Two of them from Patreon Steve. It's a huge week. Uh, first up, Deflection by Core Effect Interactive in Montréal, Quebec. It's coming out this year. You can wish list it on Steam. Quote, lasers portals mirrors what could be more awesome destroy the enemy's king with your laser by moving and rotating mirrors and by strategically using the special abilities some pieces possess play against friends local and online or against ai steve this is like this is like dope tron chess like look at this trailer and tell me this isn't like well not really tron because you're not like like moving a piece in real time it is still turn-based but uh (coughs) But it's, it's Tron, the like, the, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. the lights and stuff like
1: that. I get what you're saying. Ooh. Talk to me about this You know games, what? Steve. I'm actually, I, you know, every now and then, like, Uncharted has puzzles like this where you have to move around mirrors and shit like that. I'm actually right. a sucker for that shit. I love yeah. that.
0: No, kind me too. Me too. Kind of... uh, this trailer looks great, Steve. It's so smooth, too. mm mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? You know what they have? <laughs> gifts in the Steam yeah, description.
1: Got they got three gifts. This is actually huge. They got a little, one that rotates the cube. That's
0: good. Three high quality gifts. It's so hard to make gifts, Steve. I didn't realize. I like, started making gifts through social media. Like, I was watching so many YouTube tutorials trying to make quality gifts, and this, this, these gifts are high quality.
1: I was, tr- I was actually looking to make a gift um, today as a joke for my mm-hmm. boss, and I was like, I don't even know how to do this shit. And I was googling around. And I was like, this is this is way too much work and if i send this <laughs> to my boss she'll just like get mad at me <laughs> uh
0: they're doing something interesting steve if you sign up for their newsletter which i signed us up for uh they're going to pick a hundred random people on the day the game launches to give keys to and everyone who signs up for the newsletter gets a free dlc um i'm mm-hmm. really seeing a game especially an indie game do that so it's kind of a cool strategy to get people to sign up to your newsletter um
1: I wonder what yeah. the DLC is.
0: I don't know. I signed us up, so we'll get it. But, uh, yeah, if you're looking at this page, Deflection on Steam, you should definitely sign up for their wish list. Maybe you win the game for free, you know? And there's a demo coming they announced on Monday. Hey, that's you- recently. So you can check out a demo, too. It looks great, Steve. just highly polished Tron mm. chess. Mwah.
1: You know what I hope they add? It doesn't look like they do. Just right. looking at the things. Like it looks like it's all one v one, but I yeah. I wouldn't mind like a one v one v one v one sort of thing. Ooh, like
0: would... uh like the twin break- breakers where you have like uh four pa- a paddle on each side.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like chaos shit. Because awesome. I think with it being turn based, I think it would be less chaotic, but just still really
0: cool. So Isn't I always... that Chinese checkers at that point? Because you like multiple people pick a color and start playing.
1: Yeah, I think Chinese checkers is. Th- three people. Cause I think it's a star mm. and then, and then a six or a six pointed star. And you had to get to the, all your pieces to the other end or something like
0: that. Huh? So I don't know. Anyway, Steve, I got to ask. Good, good shit. Is deflection from core effect interactive in Montreal on your steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. Next game today on wish list. This Steve from our patron, Kai Hutchins in uh, conjunction with Massive Corporation. Cheese Runner. Uh they're based out of Saskatchewan. The release date is still aging. Uh wish list on Steam now. Oh, <laughs> trade illicit cheese in a dystopian cyberpunk city filled with police killbots trying to hunt you down in this ASCII art text-based early 80s retro trading game. Like a fine blue cheese. This isn't for everyone. Ooh, ooh. That's a bold pitch, Steve. Ooh, in their description <laughs> <laughs> did you ever play any kind of like ascii games like like dwarf fortress or rogue or those are the only two No,
1: the only ones the only time i ever use this is like and i just saw a tweet about this where it's like this is what game facts like maps and stuff and and faqs used <laughs> yeah, to be you're
0: right the text when they always do like art ascii art at the top of a game fact guide
1: yeah, or if they're trying to show you like a map of where something was. I saw a tweet about it where it's like game facts like Facts used to be like, and then it showed like just a the uh, like a two D map of where like an item was or something. It made me chuckle. That's this is really the only time I've ever seen that. I used to see it like it was. It used to be on MSN Messenger like a long time ago. You would see that shit, and there'd mm-hmm. be like bots where you can spam your friends with a bunch of shit. That's awesome. Just like basically spam your friends with like ascii like penises and stuff Um, i saw i
0: saw shrek like today in one of the discords i was in
1: (laughs) yeah so that's cool i've never actually no i've never played a game like that so that's pretty sweet actually i'm looking at it um it looks pretty sweet i want to see this game in action though yeah i want to
0: read the system requirements to you uh minimum spec there's no there's no max recommended specs minimum specs uh windows 7 processor yes (laughs) graphics (laughs) barely (laughs) additional notes any xp or newer machine should run if that's a processor yes i mean (laughs) (laughs) mean, really
1: it's just like (laughs) barely can you run notepad
0: (laughs) yeah essentially if you could run notepad which i guess game or computers in the 80s really that's all they did
1: I love how it has mature content description, too, or brief text descriptions <laughs> of NPC-implied drug use and stuff.
0: This is good shit. This makes me chuckle. Um, it's very, it, it's, it's a very witty Steam page, I will say. It,
1: yeah, I like it. I just want to, because there's no trailer, like, I don't even know how this game plays, right? There's no trailers, no GIFs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I am intrigued by everything they're offering. Um,
0: mm-hmm. You want to see but, it in action.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's release date still aging, so solid. it's not
0: like tomorrow. Like a solid. fine blue cheese. This isn't for everyone. My dad likes blue cheese, and it's gross. Dad, I know you listen to this on two times speed. You're a freak, and you should play Cheese Runner on your Mac. <laughs> What's wrong?
1: With, I don't mind. I don't. I don't mind blue cheese. You're a freak wrong.
0: too, Steve, and you Maybe should an also play Cheese Runner. I will eventually. Maybe it is. I have to ask, Steve: Is Cheese Runner from Kai Hutchins, our lovely patron and the massive corporation in Saskatchewan, on your Steam wishlist? Yes, it is. Ba-da-ding. Lastly, today, Steve, big one, long time coming. I've been bothering him. He's been working on it. Bombing exclamation point exclamation point by another one of our awesome patrons, Devin Weersma, in Toronto, Ontario, releasing when it's ready. You can wish to list it on Steam. Quote: Bombing exclamation point exclamation is a creative graffiti sandbox where every inch of the environment can be painted. Been following Devin's development on Twitter for this game for a long time. Back when it was like super basic. Um, just like a gray wall with like paint. And he's like, I don't know what this is. Mess around with this. And, uh, I was like, oh, that looks cool. And, uh, as it got more and more polished, I would bother him from our Twitter, like steam page side, eyes, side, eyes, side, eyes," and <laughs> finally it's out here. Able to be wishlist. No gifts. That's fine. That's fine. You go to Devin's Twitter for gifts. <laughs> I guess they're, they're more like movies. Let me plug his Twitter. Just so everyone at Devin just, underscore W I E R. S M A see lots of lovely get are they gifs? They're <clears throat> videos. They're mostly videos. Anyway. What do you think, Steve?
1: Uh it's pretty sweet. I yeah, Devin is a longtime friend. He used to do reviews for the site way way back in the day when and you can still find them if you're if you're smart enough. But um it's an ARG yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but this this looks pretty sweet sandboxes are always good and i like the idea of just kind of going in fucking around and just seeing what you can do um and i'm uh you know I'm a little proud of devin
0: there nice job devin have you seen devin's like actual street art in toronto no no oh i i, I think this is inspired by like he just actually likes doing cool public street art so to be,
1: to be perfectly honest like 90 of the time i see devin tweet I think of a way to just chirp them and bump them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he added Steam achievements just for weirdos like you, he said. Steve. I know, I know. I so. can't wait. I'm 100 Devin, I'm telling you right now, I'm 100% your game. So. That's awesome. It's on the record. So I will hold Steve to that. Yeah. Um, gotta I got to ask Steve, is bombing a graffiti sandbox on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. And that is it for wish list this, this week if you want us to talk about your game i want to talk about your game steve wants to talk about your game please send it to us contact tweet at us at candy game get in front of us we will talk about it Do we talk about anything interesting on discord this week steve
1: nothing that we kind of already talked about because we did talk about the scavenger studio mm-hmm. stuff that was big um
0: yeah the i don't the, know i
1: think i think we even talked about tencent again as well
0: <laughs> we did talk about tencent again I, Regina game dev on our Discord was much more distraught about the Chinese um, ownership of Canadian studios. Um, I think as a someone in the business community in Saskatchewan, they were like, "God damn it!" Like <laughs> the Canadian studios left and right just becoming a little less Canadian, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Plus, and then the like game Stonk kind of took over.
0: Oh yeah, game Stonk. Well. The the downgrade conversation of it today. I don't know if you were there for that, but. Um, we were talking about Crowbat whose whole YouTube shtick is just comparing like E3 and press um, demos of games to the exact same point in that game in the final product. Mm-hmm. And there's some criticism there that it's cherry picked. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's cherry picked. I think it's a very effective, um, they're very effective videos. And the channel recently came out of hibernation to do a cyberpunk video, which was very funny. It, like the, the, there's some artistry in the way Crowbat or Crobe Cat, sorry, does like the timing of things, like putting at uh, something uh, the game director saying on stage, like right over footage, and like it, it's really good, it's really impactful. Um, and yeah, Three Green, someone who works on a lot of these big AAA games, is very much like, well, yeah, it's two to three years from the first E3 demo, um, so you know it's gotta it's gotta change as the game gets developed. I totally get that, but I also wanted to make the point that like. Some studios I trust more when I see a demo. Like when I saw the Uncharted 4 demo at E3 and the controller died <laughs> and he kind of like glitched out during one of the climbing sections, I was like, oh, this is actually running on a on something. Like this is, mm-hmm. this is functioning in real time in a way when I watch the Ubisoft Directs or the E3 or Bethesda or any of those where I'm like, this is probably all pre-rendered, pre-recorded, heavily choreographed and crow Cats 1 video is, is super good at that, uh, showing that contrast of what they promise, versus what they deliver. And you, you even you said, like, both of us, are, you remember that um, Ellie gameplay reveal from, like, yeah, eight, you know, two years char- ago?
1: Yeah, of uh, Last of Us 2.
0: Yeah, when she, she's, like, sliding under the car, shooting feet. And I remember watching that. I had a room full of people... Uh, we were all watching e th- uh, three together. I was like, "No way, it looks like that!" And I went back and watched that gameplay reveal once I beat that level in the Last of Us Part Two, and I was like, "Yo, it, it looked like that."
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember because you could slide between. It was like two like DVD cases or two D DVD stands or something like that, mm-hmm. um, trying to get away from people. And I, was, and I remember just being like, "No, <laughs> like yeah. no way!" And sure enough, like there's plenty of moments in that game where you can just like kind of slide it's not like a loading or it's it's not it's just like you could slide underneath um broken walls or or between cars between bookcases or whatever and yeah like rolling under the truck and shooting at the feed and and them like checking underneath the truck or whatever like i mean some studios are just better than others is when you get down to it like the ubisoft like I, like all the ones that we kind of talk about were it's like very different from before and after are kind of coming from the same studios. And then you mentioned Uncharted four and last Us, so that's the same studio. So mm-hmm. some are just kind of, I guess, more scripted and and whatnot, like than than others. And I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it. You know, like I know it's just marketing and trying to sell and stuff like that, but I feel like you could do a lot by just saying like, this is in development. Things could change. In fact, expect them to change if you're showing something from like three years ago mm-hmm. um, to to now. So, plus, it's like, what were what what kind of rig were those things running on? Because like for third party games, they're going to just show you stuff on a PC, mm-hmm. and then when you play, it's on like your PS base PS4 that's old and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Cyber laughs> whereas yeah, whereas. Uncharted, like Naughty Dog stuff. They, yeah, that's they all, true
0: because Naughty Dog makes one system. single version of the game.
1: Yeah, like they like they obviously develop it on a computer, but like they have to fit it onto a PS4 no matter what. Like they can't, they're not putting this thing on Steam, so like they have to have it running on a PS4. So they're going to show you the PS4 version.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, Ubisoft's like this new Assassin's Creed's on. PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PC, streaming on Switch in Japan and and like it has to hit all of those and yeah. that's where it takes a hit. Yeah. So, I mean mm.
1: just whenever you watch this stuff, you know, it's always just be careful not to get too hyped or too excited or or just trust it and I don't know, whatever.
0: Whatever. The Good product up. that the product
1: that you purchase is like what matters. It doesn't really matter like if I guess, like, I—I I guess, how many times has it been better as well? You know, when you watch something and then like it's actually like been improved. I don't know. I don't know if that's ever really happened. So
0: I'm trying to think. Oh, probably one of those ones like that was like it just disappeared for ten years, like Final Fantasy fifteen or Last Guardian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until dawn, because it was literally a new generation of consoles. So yeah, that's a good point. So, anywho, what have you been playing, Steve? Uh,
1: what have I been playing? Cyber Shadow, which is awesome, Game Pass, PS4, impossible. Um, Did you buy it on PS4? I bought it on PS4 because it went on. It was I had a pre-order sale on PS4 before it was announced for Game Pass. So I was smart. I wish every game did that. I was like, oh, I'm a fucking genius. I can just buy this (laughs) for twenty percent off, and it's like twenty bucks. And then you know, a couple days before release, they. I think it was might even been the day after I bought it. Um, And on PlayStation, you can't refund pre-orders. So whatever. It's fine. But the game is awesome. It's just really, really hard. It's not as fast as I thought it would be because it's more Mega Man-y than Ninja Gaiden, I think. But it's still really, really good.
0: How does it stack up to Messenger? Mm, Messenger is better for what I want. (laughs) Well, that too.
1: But it's faster. And that's kind of what I want out of, like, a Ninja 2D platformer mm-hmm. Ninja Gaiden thing. Because Ninja Gaiden is, like, really, really fast. Like, you you just go in that game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so when I'm playing, like, as a 2D sprite ninja, like, that's just where my mind goes because I played so much of that game as a kid.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think Messenger is just better. It's also just more, like, approachable. Like, Cyber Shadow is so hard, man. Like, it's, it's gotten to the point where I'm, like, I like this game, but it's so fucking difficult that I <laughs> don't really want to play it and just suffer.
0: Yeah. You know? I got to points in the Messenger where, like, I was having trouble with this action, but you'd get to a save and feel like that save was perfectly placed to, like, oof, oof, okay, I've saved here. That took me a while to get here. And now I'm ready for yeah. the next part. Yeah.
1: And some of the trophies are just ridiculous, too. Like, I'm actually, I'm looking at the trophies right now. Like, some people platinum did, which is quite impressive. But, like, you have to. You had to beat the game without getting any power ups, and you had to get to a certain point without dying, which feels like I could not happen. Like I've died probably a hundred times. I'm on like <laughs> chapter three, so. But it's pr- it's pretty awesome. I just haven't I haven't played in like a week either because I I was uh, I was away for last like uh, for this weekend or whatever. But it's pretty great. The other um, the other thing that I started playing was actually Star Renegades.
0: Ooh, what are you playing on?
1: Uh, Xbox mm-hmm. Game Pass, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like turn-based, pixelate, like turn-based, beautiful art, strat uh, RPG,
0: Rogue Light. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so
1: I, I I died. I got to the point where I died, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Fuck! I wish this wasn't a Rogue Light. Like, I wish this was just like a ten-hour." Because the story is pretty cool. Basically, it's like. Um, in the future, there's, like, a behemoth monster that's just going to come and destroy everything. And then you send, like, a robot into the past to basically be, like, yo, fucking prepare for this. Mm -hmm. And then when you die, it's like, okay, just send it to the next one. (laughs) Um, And so that's how they kind of explain the roguelite thing. And so I died, and I guess you say light as in there's no, like, leveling up stuff because it does look like i just kind of get new characters and stuff but i didn't really
0: plan to uh like is the only thing you take between runs is your experience and light is there's some stuff that carries over
1: Mm. So I haven't, I, I haven't like gone, to, I haven't played the next round. Cause honestly, when I played it, I was just like, that was so good. And I wish it wasn't, <laughs> I wish it wasn't a roguelike. I wish it was just like a, a RPG, like 15 hour, like RPG like this. Cause the other thing too, like it's a turn-based RPG, which is such a slow paced, like gameplay play style. It doesn't like fit the whole, like have to fucking redo this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so i want to play it again. Like I, I do want to see kind of some of the mechanics of, of like dying and restarting, but I just wish it wasn't roguelike, which mm. you know, there's nothing nothing you can do about that. But it is what it is. It's but it's beautiful. It runs really well. It's got actually some really good humor to it as well. Uh, you know, I like humor, Steve. <clears throat> um, the the mechanic, like the battling mechanic, is like really well done too. Like there's a lot of strategy in it even early on, so it's pretty sweet. Um, my, yeah, my only complaint is just the genre <laughs> I guess <laughs> that it, it takes in and then I did start playing the medium
0: oh yeah you were really hyped about that one another game yeah. pick.
1: I was so happy that it was a Resident Evil style a camera mm-hmm. um but then you uh the very like so you, the whole thing is like you're a medium you can talk to dead people
0: oh I and just got
1: that yeah. yeah I didn't get it either actually <laughs> until like I started playing it <laughs> I was just like oh the right whoops because she knows her powers or whatever Right. Um, and the first person you kind of talk to is your dead foster dad, oh. which, uh, I, I don't know, is trigger the right word. Like it just uh, sparks emotions in me that I mm-hmm. don't feel like dealing with. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I played it and I, I was like, ah, oh, motherfucker. And Heather mm-hmm. was just like, why? What's wrong? I'm like, you talk to your fucking dead dad in this game. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, sorry. And I'm like, Ugh. and I turned yeah. it off. I just, I was like, oh, I don't want to
0: you got to know your limit. Play with it. Yeah.
1: And then I went on to Reddit and I was just like, how much of your dead dad do you talk to in this game? Like, is it just the start or is he like guiding? Because I don't really know much about this game. I was like, is he guiding you through the game or some shit? And people are like, oh, it's just like, that's just the first kind of tutorial spirit thing that you talk Mm -hmm. to. So I'm to get through it. But I was just like.
0: Get Heather to get through it. Yeah, maybe. I
1: mean, it's not like I break down crying when I play it. I'm just like, oh, fuck, I don't want to. We're yeah. constantly reminded about it, I'm just like, oh, I don't need a video game to, to do it. But it is pretty sweet. Like, you know, I played like half hour of it. But the mm-hmm. atmosphere and the style of it, it's got me. You know, it's 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 good shit. So I'm good excited. Shit. to Play more once I get past the the part. But, anyways, what yeah. about you? What have you been playing? Played well, some more... Tell me about your Apex Legends.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, of course. Uh, I... <laughs> this is another one. So it really bothers my friend Nick from the infamous Extra Life stream. For the past like two seasons, I've gotten to like within like four or five levels of beating the battle pass and then just didn't. So I'm again at like level 105 at a 110 and he's like, you should beat it. And I'm like, eh, (laughs) he's like, it bothers me that you're not going to (laughs) be. And, uh, do you you have enough to
1: just buy the next one though?
0: Um, I have enough to buy the, I haven't bought this one yet. Like it just shows your progress, right?
1: Oh, that's right, because there's no, like, bonus for the
0: Battle Pass. No, yeah. (laughs) Which, yeah, which I kind of like, because if it was a bonus for buying it, I would probably buy it early in the season to get that bonus. So the fact that it's not, it's usually like, oh, if I get it, I'll buy it. If I don't, I won't. And uh, I have till tomorrow at, like, 5 my time. So if I get 5 levels between now and tomorrow, I'll tweet about it. But, uh, yeah, so I've been playing that with some friends. The new hero... Um, apparently they're going back to King's Canyon, Steve. Thank God. But it changes they, though. They're blowing the, they blew the whole thing up. Like it's just cratered. Ah. So, <laughs> uh, that'll be fun. The new hero is like grenades focus. So apparently he can like stack grenades, which is a feature they took out of the game. Cause grenades are kind of OP. So now every grenade takes up a slot, but this new character can put a bunch in one slot. And I like grenades. Mm.
1: So, oh, grenades. You could just stack in one. Yeah, <laughs> it was mm. awful.
0: <laughs> uh yeah i loved it and so that essentially is bringing that back which i like um that's uh that goes live february 2nd so maybe i should stream that stream a couple games um sure but yeah i've still been playing horizon which speaking of games i wish were a different genre so i just i don't like rpgs anytime i have enough skill points i just go to the skill menu i don't read anything because you get them all by the end so i just I just, I'm doing them like one row at a time, left to right. (laughs) And like, I don't care. I don't care. If there was one button, I could open this and just like craft everything that's at zero out of whatever, um, scrap all the stuff that's scrappable and um, upgrade any pouches I can upgrade and buy any skill points I can upgrade. I hit one button and do all that. I would, cause I just hate that. And the other thing I hate is like, as I mentioned last week, the arbitrary numbers, like There's no visual difference between one of the robots in a level 15 mission that one hits me and that same robot at the beginning of the game I took out really easily. There's no visual difference. Yeah. I just kept getting one hit and I was like, what's going on? I opened the thing and it's like, recommended level 15 and i'm level 10 or whatever i'm like oh so literally just like i can't progress until i go do busy work to upgrade my number to the next number and i hate are you, that so shit. are you just are you just beelining it from story mission to story mission like you're not doing? i, it I was, that was that kind much? of doing like as i naturally like found something along my way like i would talk to somebody they would like hey do this for me like okay cool but like on my way to the next mission um like i don't i don't do that thing a lot of people i talk to who play these kind of games do where like i 100 I percent area before moving on Like, I kind of just, like, go through the flow of the story, and I got to the story mission, and then as I'm making my way to the other story mission, if, like, something comes up, because a lot of times in open world games, like, they will script stuff to, like, happen on your way to, like, lead you off, and I do like that because it kind of feels natural, Um, but I don't, like, seek out every mission in an area, but just through the course of doing that, I reached, like, the hard gate of, like, you need to go away from this story mission and do busy work and come back.
1: Yeah, I, didn't later, I I can't remember how I played it, but like I do, cause I don't remember hitting those gates. You know, like, what would
0: you play on? I'm playing on hard.
1: Oh, I probably
0: didn't play it on hard. Okay, because hard for the first like, is there a trophy for playing on hard? No, I just like, and it was like, it was perfect for the first several hours until I hit that first mission where you got to leave the valley. And like, it's not hard in that I'm struggling with missions at my level it's just hard in that any mission that's not my level, everything just one hits me. Yeah. Um, which just really doesn't feel good. So maybe it's on me to like drop it to normal and then it'll probably be more forgiving when I just want to go at my pace through the story. Yeah, no, that's um, right. that's fair. But I don't know. Because on like, hard, all the missions that are my level are like perfect. Like I die once or twice and I feel like a good challenge. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I'm going to beat Horizon. Um, and you get Platinum. It's pretty easy Platinum, you yeah. The, I found a lot of glitches, which is weird too. Like, uh, yeah, I've
1: seen your tweet, like <laughs> shit going on in the back. End, back that end one
0: stuff. was so funny. Like for that whole conversation, there's just like all the other braves around you are like fighting this huge sawtooth and you're just talking to these people. And then as soon as the conversation ends, it just kills me. <laughs> and then, uh, I've had another one where like, um, I did a quest out of order. Like I stumbled across this encampment, cleared it, and then found a guy whose quest was like, come with me and we'll clear this encampment. And we got there. And then he was like, all right, do you want me to go with you or do you want to go in by yourself? And I look over and it's like cleared and I still have to choose the (laughs) option for like, I guess I'll go by myself. And he's like, okay, I'll wait here. And I finish it and just sort of look over and look back at him and the exclamation points there again. And I click again. He's like, wow, you did a great job. I was like, thank you. (laughs) I know. And then I ended that conversation and he just vanished like on the spot. And I was like, that's weird. So there's a lot of um, (laughs) finicky
1: things. Did you play uh, Fallout 3?
0: Yeah, I did play Fallout 3.
1: So you can so in that game for people who didn't play, you're finding you're trying to find your dad and my friend. I guess back in the day, before they patched it, you could actually find your dad like way earlier than than the story. So like, my friend ignored the story and was just always roaming around and then just finds his dad and just skipped like literally half the game's <laughs> missions and it just like started from the mission you would get when you first find your dad and just like oh I okay
0: whoa. <laughs> Steve, I got every achievement in uh, Fallout 3 on 360, including all the DLC. That was my, oh. probably one of my hardest game completes in my life. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's like 1,700 gamer score or whatever. Anyway, that's what I've been playing. If you want to play Apex with me. Oh, Aaron, if you're listening, uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 is on my um, my scratch poster, so I installed it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would like to play it with somebody. Also, if anyone Wait, listening to this. are you
1: playing that on, do you have it on PS4 or
0: on? I had it free through uh, Epic, I think. Uh, okay. Um, and Final Fantasy XIV, the online one, um, I downloaded too because that's on my poster. I'm gonna have like a console game on the go and one of those like bullshit PC games on the go <laughs> that I can like bounce back and forth between. And that's how I think I'm gonna clear this poster, Steve. Man, so how much of
1: Final Fantasy XIV are you gonna play before you're like confident and scratching? Because even if you go try to beat the game, like that would still be like. I'm sure five days,
0: like a hundred hours mm-hmm. for online games like, like that and destiny two and some other ones. I want to go like launch content. Like what, what oh, was it? Even,
1: even Final fast 14 launch content would take you like five, 500 hours. I'm sure. Like was it hours.
0: a lot. Yeah. It's Des- an MMO. Those destiny games are two huge. allegedly wasn't that one. And I beat destiny one when it came out on PS4. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm also, I'm starting to like a, I can play enough of the game to get the gist of it. You know, Steve, uh but yeah some, i want to roll credits if credits are rollable um
1: if you play 14 on ps4 i'll play with you is it on but, ps4 yeah
0: oh we should just play it then
1: um because i have it like i played it back in the day and i probably pretty solid like 15 20 hours into it and did not get very far in the story
0: Jeez. maybe so i'm not are, finishing this poster <laughs> this year
1: <laughs> wait hold on there's actually a, a gold trophy okay it's a platinum it will take you 900 hours but that's no fine. way complete the main story That's
0: mm-hmm. um, all i really want to do it's a, hmm. do you,
1: i mean completing the main story is a trophy that has 41 percent completion so maybe it's not super far
0: because huh. if i could i would well that wait say, how long to be if aaron and anyone else wants to play divinity with me and it's not super annoying playing with someone who's new or else I will play a little with Steve. That's a that's what I'll be playing soon. And uh yeah, Fun. like we should stream some of the new Apex season tomorrow and uh I'm streaming nuts before Friday Steve.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: We got our Final you, Fantasy
1: 14 on how long to beat single player 119 to 12 1286
0: hours so. <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> Steve is going to check out Nuts on Switch. I'm going to check it out on Steam, stream it a bit. Um, Launches Friday on Steam and Switch. Uh, Hybroxia 2 is also launching uh, pretty soon. Steve's going to check it out on Switch, report back with impressions. And, yeah, that'll be our played-by-next-week goal. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Wow, I almost choked on my own spit.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) That's it for episode number 175 of the CanadianGainNobes.com podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running covering the King Game Dev scene. <laughs> you can send us money at cash money at Kenny <laughs> Or it's much easier to just go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash King Game Devs. You can back us there to get early access to the show, a special channel on our Discord. Uh, and if you back us at five dollars a month or higher at the credited tier, we'll put your name at the end of every episode, like these lovely folks. Thank you so much. Aaron McLeod, can I play David Winter? David Nagy was er uh, oh my gosh. I did the E from elizabeth avery and the e from eric beer and i just swapped them eric beer and elizabeth avery hanel jean laguette jeff shepstone jeffrey canham kai hutchins wishlist cheese uh shoot i missed it wishlist cheese runner uh nicholas A. Zorko, nav from the academy of games pixel knots underscore alex sean hayden and stacy h if you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it. Just uh, scroll down a little bit, give us a star, leave a little review. If you're not on Apple, hit us up, contact at com, Hop in our Discord, hang out, give us your feedback. We'd love to talk to you.
1: Give us more than a star, though. Give us at least two stars.
0: A few stars. Handful. At least
1: two. Uh,
0: sink. S- oh. Sank. Sank stars for our <laughs> Quebec listeners, because there's so many. Uh... Yeah, that's it. Thanks, Steve. Uh, next week we will be recording. I assume on Saturday because of the Super Bowl. Yeah
1: oh, yeah. oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Who do you pick? So we can have it on record again, and you can be wrong. <laughs> be wrong. Oh, man. So never, things, never, Steve.
1: never heard of Tom Brady. I feel like. I feel like it's Tom Brady.
0: Tom, Tom Brady's Brady is just a so horrible the person, and I hate him. But how cool would it be to like come out of retirement with another team and just win another Super Bowl? Like that's that's a cool. Story. Well, he didn't come out of retirement. No, who's the other he, guy? Oh, Gronk. Gronk came out just to play with him, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Wait, yeah. why is Tom Brady a terrible person?
0: Oh, he was like, when Trump got elected, he was like, oh, he's a nice guy. I think we're, we're good friends. And he was, and then people were like, what about all this bullshit going on? he's like, oh, you know, I don't like to pay attention to what's going on. I just try to be happy, live my own life. And everyone was like, yeah. And then he went to the um, White House when he won. And he was like, he was one of those very much like uh, Trump sympathizers slash brand cleaners you know
1: yeah but he doesn't like strut it quite a bit kind of like him and Bill Belichick kind of just like ignore those
0: questions a lot and they're cowards yeah maybe I don't know anyway who's the other one Green Bay no they're out Tampa's Tom Brady and Oh uh, uh Patrick
1: Mahomes on Kansas
0: City Chiefs who's
1: just lights out like fucking dope. I thought he would have struggled from the concussion. Apparently his brain just getting rattled around in his head like a like a fucking dreidel. No, oh, there's nothing in a dreidel. What's uh what's some rattles? Oh a spray can. perfect. Like um like Devin's game. Um Apparently that didn't matter. Apparently just his brain knocking around didn't didn't affect him at all.
0: It was so. his toe or something, right?
1: Well, he had turf toe as well as was in concussion protocol. So, huh. Um, quarterbacks don't usually get turf toe, which is kind of strange, but whatever.
0: So, we're, we're saying Buccaneers?
1: Uh, I'll go with Bucks. Yeah. So, put all That's your money Smooth on.
0: Jimmy's lock of the week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty big lock, but I don't trust it after that time. <laughs> put your money on uh, Kansas City, probably. That's Joe's shoe in of the week. Oh, they both make great points. (laughs) Lisa, who do you like? (laughs) Anyway, that's it for us. Have a good week. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Two meters. And we'll talk to you next week.
2: Bye. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and didn't they like harass G- Galileo when he.
0: Yeah. They tried the to world? like try him or something. It was like that episode of The Simpsons where Lisa's fighting a. I'm telling you people
1: the earth revolves
2: around the sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny.